Hey there, everyone. Before we start the show, we here at Popcorn for Dinner want to give a big shout out to our good friend and illustrator, Kyle Kedzik, for helping us celebrate making it to 40 episodes with some uh, brand new custom artwork, which is now up on all of our social media accounts. We love it. We hope you love it. And if you're looking for some new custom artwork for your business or project, you can look him up on Facebook at Kyle Kedzik or even drop him a line at kylekedzik at gmail.com. That's K-Y-L-E-K-E-D-Z-U-C-H at gmail.com. dinner this is jeff and kelly kids movie month week three brings us to uh, a movie about the wild and wacky <laughs> and wonderful world of death yeah uh the movie of course is the <laughs> 2007 <laughs> children's fantasy comedy film mr megorium's wonder emporium Ugh. oof Right off the bat, yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's um, it's one of those movies, yeah, uh, that's just like so flippantly silly mm -hmm. about stuff in like really strange ways. This felt like a a, a real hipster kind of movie to me. <laughs> I don't know if you got that vibe. I mean, a, a little bit. Not a bad cast, yeah, for a, for a movie no, like this. Natalie Portman, who's adorable. just unforgivably adorable. Like <laughs> <laughs> she's just, she is always wonderful. I mm -hmm. feel like I, I have yet to really see anything where I'm like, she was the problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> like she was in those fucking Star Wars prequels, and mm -hmm. she was bad, but she wasn't the problem. You yeah. know what I mean? Like <laughs> she uh, typically brings it. Yeah. Um, and this is, I guess, technically no different. Like her mm -hmm. devotion to this character in this world, I, I I thought felt pretty real. Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah I I, I she, bought that she bought it. Yeah, you know, she she brought some emotion to it. Yeah, unlike the kid. <laughs> well, like we'll incapable. Get, we'll get to the kid. Of emotion. We will. We'll get to the kid because okay. he <laughs> he. Uh, He's a, a special case all of his own. Um, <laughs> and then you have uh, Jason Bateman mm -hmm. playing like the Jason Bateman role. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in especially in that era, mm -hmm. like right after Arrested Development first ended. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it was like, oh, but Jason Bateman, he was really good in that, wasn't it? He's totally like the straight man when silly shit is happening. Yeah. Like that's his role. Mm -hmm. So it, it makes 100% sense. Yeah. Um, but he's also charming enough that you don't hate Henry, <laughs> his character. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because it's like it, 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 towards the beginning of the movie, he's definitely that stereotypical magical fantasy movie character who like mm -hmm. just refuses to see the magic mm -hmm. and or doesn't keeps, believe in it or keeps missing it. Yeah, like and and is typically a big downer. Mm -hmm. Uh and in his case it was a little bit less like he wasn't outright mean mm -hmm. to <laughs> the uh the doddering old man yeah. at the center of this picture, <laughs> which I think was the best choice for Bateman's character you know what I mean mm -hmm. if he was too cruel uh especially considering the like childlike innocence yeah of Dustin Hoffman's Mr. Megorium <laughs> like you'd be like lay off yeah even if you think he's weird like I do yeah like that the Megorium character in and of itself the titular man <laughs> is a like just a baffling yeah creation I'm... where it's like he's like part Willy Wonka, but also part like Forrest Gump, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like, there's like, he's, he's magical and silly and will mm -hmm. do and say goofy shit all the time. But at the same time, he, 
<laughs> at least to me seemed kind of like simple. Yeah. You know, like mind of a child kind of thing, which is strange for a character that's apparently supposed to be over 200 years old, mm-hmm. which was one of my first notes <laughs> as the movie began, because it's like, it's a, that's a thing in like, especially kids fantasy movies is like, okay, practically all of these movies, if they include magic or, you know, just silly strangeness like that. Mm-hmm. They have their own rules about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the worlds that they create, there, there's really no shorthand for a kid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like for to to get them to understand what level of magic <laughs> the world is. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, it felt like they were like, yeah, kids aren't going to fucking care or know mm-hmm. what's going on in terms of like how the world reacts to the magic, <laughs> you know, like, like most movies will have something where it's like, oh, someone is like <laughs> noticing the magic who shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, or yeah, is, yeah. is you know, like, what is this? Or like trying to get somebody in trouble yeah. or whatever. And there's really none of that in this. No, it's because the, the store is magic. Right. So and everyone's it's... just like, oh, whatever. They just laugh it off as like, okay, there's some sort of trick to it. They're not telling people it's just that the store is magic. Uh, yeah, and it's confusing. Like, we see plenty of grown adults witness full-on magic. Mm-hmm. And their responses, like, vary from, like, huh, to, like, <laughs> what was that? Yeah. <laughs> and But nobody ever, like, freaks out about it. You know, there's never... It's it's always friendly until it isn't. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, like, it was just a strange, like, world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you kind of let that go at the beginning when they're introducing (laughs) the the store itself. Yeah. And all the zaniness and the toys that are alive and the kids that are playing with them and all the goofiness or whatever. And you're just like, okay, that's just how this world is. There's a store... Where shit that you cannot explain happens, mm-hmm. and the whole world is just kind of like, yeah, that's, that's that store you go to yeah. where shit you can't explain happens, yeah. <laughs> and, but everybody's totally cool with it. Yeah, you know, and it's like, okay, fine. If they left it at that, then I wouldn't have too many questions because it's just like, yeah, kids' movie, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that Jason Bateman's character is an accountant brought in specifically to like manage. The finances of this magic store. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> like considering the lunacy that is Mr. Megorium mm-hmm. and the fact that like he's just he he has no idea what he's doing yeah. <laughs> seemingly at any point in time when it comes to real world stuff. Yeah. Where it's like you have a business, you have a storefront, you have property. Yeah. And apparently, you don't pay taxes on this property. (laughs) Or have, what was the other thing that he said that he didn't have? He's like, you don't have a business. Yeah, you don't have a business license. Yeah. (laughs) Or any of that kind of stuff. And I was really afraid that, like, that was the route the movie was going to go down. Where Mm -hmm. it was going to be like, oh, and Mr. Megorium goes to court. Yeah. And, (laughs) you know, he has to defend his magic toy shop and, like, say why he still deserves it even though... He's not following the rule, you know, yeah. like uh, it's it was weird that they introduced him coming in specifically mm-hmm. to be like your zany, wacky magic toy shop is illegal on many different counts. <laughs> and then that really never comes yeah. to fruition. There's never an issue. They never get like locked out yeah. because the city <laughs> is like foreclosing or any kind of nonsense <laughs> like that. It's just kind of like, uh, well, it's like if they had had Bateman. Henry mutant, um, <laughs> which I did think was pretty cute. That was funny. Like, and I like, I just, my only question about the whole thing with them calling him mutant is like, did they ever explain to him? Yeah, they at least <laughs> never did in the movie. Yeah. Um, but you'd think that he would have to like ask like, where, why, why am I the mutant? Like, yeah. What is this going on about? Um, and it's, it's funny too. Like, <laughs> it's like, the real true heart of the movie is Natalie Portman's uh, Molly Mahoney. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely thought it was weird that they called her Mahoney all the time. Yeah. Like, I get it that, you know, there's plenty of characters and people in the world that, you know, like to be called <laughs> by their last name or whatever. 
it just seemed strange. I don't know yeah. why it didn't. It didn't quite click with me. It's like just call her Molly. Doesn't everyone? Isn't aren't you all on a first name basis here? Like what's going on? <laughs> is this just a business relationship? I I mean, truthfully, I didn't understand their relationship. Yeah. Did you like was because I I at one point thought he might actually be her father, and then later was like, oh no, absolutely not. But then mm-hmm. what the fuck are they? Because at the beginning I was like, how did she get the plum gig? of working at the magic toy shop, you know, like even if it's not what she wants to do, mm-hmm. even if her whole deal is like, Oh, people said I had potential to be a great pianist and I'm still mm-hmm. just not yeah. I'm working at this store and making it seem like a dead end job. Like, yeah. Oh, I work retail <laughs> like at the magic toy shop with yeah. like lunatic Willy Wonka at the helm. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like that seems like a pretty sweet gig. Yeah. How did she get it? And they that's not explained at all. They I don't mean, they don't really explore what their actual deal is. It's like they apparently like knew each other for a She long time. <laughs> she went there when she was growing up. Was that a part of it? She it was mentioned at some point she mentioned it. Okay. Um so like she went to the store when she was little, okay, and, and just never a strange man that she didn't know took her under his wing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe he just saw something special in her. No, definitely. I mean, like, uh, from his perspective, based on everything we know about Megorium, mm-hmm. like there's, I, I don't feel like there's even a possibility that he could do something with bad intentions. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like the rest of the world mm-hmm. looking into that thing you'd just be like uh hey lispy mcibrows yeah don't talk to little kids maybe yeah. i get it it's a toy store but hands off <laughs> um but yeah it, like i liked their relationship it was yeah. really sweet mm-hmm. and really like just like uh wholesome you yeah. know like there was no it was like a grandfather sort of figure. Sort of, yeah, yeah. And like even when they disagreed on things or when, you know, because there, <laughs> there was one point way later in the movie that I was just like, <laughs> man, she is keeping it together way better than I would have yeah. in this scenario. <laughs> oh, boy. But like they're, you know, just really respectful of each other. Mm-hmm. And, and and she takes all of the goofiness in stride yeah you know what i mean we're just like yeah there's a zebra in the apartment there's always a zebra in the apartment that's what this world is like yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's just what happens here it's yeah toys fly around all this nonsense Mm -hmm. um bouncy balls are apparently like the biggest menace (laughs) yeah they're they try to escape yeah (laughs) in the bags of other toys that get sold like (laughs) it's just like this insane world that she is just like yep this is my job yeah like this is pretty fucking cool like i i get that it's not what you want to do Mm -hmm. and that that's gonna create like a lot of the drama of the movie yeah but you like (laughs) looking a gift horse straight in the fucking mouth on that one you know what i mean like i want to do something else other than this amazing once in anyone's lifetime yeah. scenario where I get to run a magic toy show. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fucking cool. Ugh. It's actually fairly early in the movie that you get like the news. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like of what is apparently supposed to be happening. Yeah. And it it was surprising because uh, I knew nothing about the movie at all. Yeah, um, same. <laughs> the way that they describe it on IMDb with the plot, uh, they like leave it vague. So they're like, though the young apprentice of a magical eccentric toy shop owner learns to believe in herself and in her friends upon learning some grave news about the future. So it's like, I don't know if that was something left out of like trailers and stuff. I didn't really look into yeah. that. Um, but it does seem like it would be a weird bummer of a story. <laughs> to like, you know what I mean? Like, I bet you mm-hmm. you would get way more people into the movie theater if it was just like, look at these silly people, and there's a store. Mm-hmm. We're not even going to tell you what the plot of the movie is, yeah, because all the kids <laughs> are going to start crying when Mr. Megorium's like, "Well, I'm dying," yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she is just you know taken aback by this, yeah, uh, and he gives her the explanation that I thought was hysterical because I was like, based on how zany he is, like I wasn't sure. But like, because he says something along the lines of like, it's about my time. 
you yeah. know and she's just like oh my god it's like well you've been you know alive for however many fucking years and mm-hmm. you know you're magic so why do you need to and yeah. all that kind of stuff and his like sort of adorable little uh rationale for it where he was like you see these shoes like i bought uh, you know when i bought these shoes i fell so in love with them that i bought enough for my entire lifetime and this is my last pair. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is nice and sweet and poetic sounding. Do you only think you're dying because you're out of shoes? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like, is that legitimately going to come to it? Like, towards the end, is it going to be like, oh, right, I guess I could just get some more. Like, that he was just so, <laughs> like, batty and forgetful that he was like, if I'm out of shoes, that must mean I'm dying. You know, like, but in the end, it seemed way more like a choice he had made and that was just a very cutesy way to put it Mm -hmm. um i did like how eventually over the course of the movie he shows a little more like normalcy (laughs) Mm -hmm. and like actual uh advice giving and not just like goofy nonsense about stuff like do you want some turnip pudding yeah and i was like (laughs) that whole opening scene in his apartment i was like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to take this yeah with like the hair the eyebrows, the lisp, yeah, especially the lisp. Something about that feels like, I, I mean, he's Dustin Hoffman, so <laughs> you got to give some sort of level of like, he probably knows what he's doing. Yeah. But at the same time, it feels like the silly, goofy guy with a lisp is like the first choice that an actor would do. And then they'd go like, nah, let's make it. Let's let's, you know, create yeah. something more original. Mm-hmm. And then it, but in this case, it seemed like it was just kind of like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I did read a little piece of trivia about it that Dustin Hoffman kind of like created the aura and like feel and uh, and everything and speech right. patterns and whatnot mm-hmm. of Megorium himself and then like revealed it to oh. like the director and producers and all that. And the way that they describe it, I'd have to look it up because (laughs) the piece of trivia is so poorly written, like they always are on IMDb. But it's written in a way where you can't tell what (laughs) what um, (laughs) what the reaction is, like if it's positive or negative. Because the way they talk about it, because it was like Dustin Hoffman originated the uh, the hairdo, the bushy eyebrows, and the lisping voice. And when he first tried the voice out on writer and director Zach Helm and two of the producers, quote, they freaked. And it's like, I don't know how to take that. Yeah. Is that like, a oh, man, we really got a winner. Mm-hmm. Or is it like, oh, my God, really? <laughs> Not 100% sure. Yeah, really is a coin flip. <laughs> but like. It really didn't grow on me. Like, I didn't like it any more by the end than I did at the beginning. But I at least tolerated it after some of the, like, later developments in the story. Mm -hmm. You know, like, once once it got to a certain point where it was like, okay, fine, I'll I'll deal with it because this was actually pretty cool. But (laughs) in general, not a huge fan of it. Uh, And then there's the fourth sort of lead character surprisingly in this kid's movie i think the one character you can absolutely lose is the kid yeah (laughs) you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's really about mahoney and megorium yep that is the heart of the fucking story and uh, yeah you would lose a little bit of uh of of henry's story yeah but in the end it's like it doesn't really matter uh (laughs) because that kid my goodness Zach Mills is uh, is the kid who plays Eric, mm. and uh, he's not in much. According to Wikipedia, it says that he is a former child actor, so he mm-hmm. <laughs> seemingly mm. stopped acting. It looked like the last thing he was in was Super 8, which I don't remember him in. Extra? Um, <laughs> no, like character with a name oh. and all that, but like it was just like maybe it was the haircut in this that uh, that threw me off. The yeah. The Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber (laughs) or or Moe from the Three Stooges haircut. I mean, it's like I get that the character is supposed to be like kind of a sad sack. Like, oh, he doesn't have any friends and everybody thinks he's weird and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. And like that's a, a, you know, a good storyline for a kid's movie to have of like somebody, you know, within their shell, like breaking out of it Mm -hmm. and whatnot. Like, uh, you know, that's... That's well and good and all, but like, 
man, this fucking kid. This was really one of the points that made it feel like a like a hipster ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I I can't his, think of a better way to put it. But yeah, his whole hat collection nonsense. Oh my god, was just like, look, I get it. This whole movie's like whimsical and weird and whatever. Mm. But like, when the whole point of this character is that like people think that he's weird. And he's like sad about that. But then mm-hmm. you make a huge part of his character the fact that he collects hats and wears them. Yeah. Like his character later on makes a mention of like, what's the point of having them if you're not going to wear them? And it's like, that's, I mean, collecting. Yeah. If it's a collection, you're collecting them. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't understand why <laughs> you don't understand that that's the point of collecting. You don't have to wear them. But also just the fact that it's like it's not like he's just collecting a series of baseball caps or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Anything normal, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it sucks to say, but it's like, look, kid, if you're walking around wearing a giant sombrero, people are going to think you're weird. Like, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's not just a case of like he likes to do things most people don't. You know, or like he plays with toys weird or, you know, he has a weird sense of humor or imagination or, you know, for some reason doesn't gel with other kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like you are repelling other kids. Yeah. They're like, you know who I don't want to hang out with? Sombrero kid. Yeah. <laughs> He's literally like put a barrier because like you can't. Yeah. You can't come close and like interact with him. Yeah. Because the sombrero's in the way. Yeah. And his it seemed like and his it makes whole his ears stick out. Like yeah, all of his I mean, hats made the as... ears stick out even more than they already do. <laughs> I mean, as soon mm. as I saw him, I was like alfalfa. Oh yeah. He would be alfalfa if they made it. Mm-hmm. Little rascals in like the year that came out. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> But like, yeah, it's it's like he's just it's it's uh, it doesn't help the storyline if it's totally understandable why the kids don't want to hang out with him. Yeah. You know, like like in that in the first scene when he's on screen, because that was another thing I didn't like. And I wrote down into my notes about like this voiceover better fuck off for a while. Like Mm -hmm. it, it starts and then it keeps going and then it keeps going. And I'm like, dude. It, this cannot be the whole movie. I will not stand for that. <laughs> so I was glad that it did eventually like die off. And then it keeps coming back for the chapters, which yeah. were useless. Completely useless. That felt very, uh, I guess I keep, I keep using like hipster as the, <laughs> as the like adjective that doesn't explain it at all. Uh, I guess what it feels to me is like, just try hard. Mm-hmm. You know, like it feels really try hard to be like quirky yeah. and silly and all that. And like didn't care for the chapters, Mm-mm. didn't care for the kids voiceover. Nope. And that first scene when Natalie Portman rolls up and sees him outside the store and he has uh, <laughs> the <laughs> second saddest line of this month so far, because the first <laughs> one was Page Master. When he said that those books were his only friends. Yes. This time it's this kid saying that Natalie Portman is his only friend. Yeah. And it's like, okay, look, you're 10. She's in her 20s. You guys are, quote, friends. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure she, like, cares and would be sad if something bad happened to you. Yeah. But you're not friends. Yeah. (laughs) You're acquaintances at best. Yeah. Like, you're the kid that she's friendly to. Yeah. But, like, when he's trying to get the hat off the thing that it somehow is on it just is Mm -hmm. because again it's just like to be silly or whatever yep like things are just randomly silly but it was like why is it a cowboy hat yeah that was my first thought i was like what what was this kid doing Mm -hmm. that he had his cowboy hat with him and then when he shows up with all the sillier ones later it was just like all right yeah man really hard to feel sympathy when you're just purposefully making yourself hard to hang out with. Yeah. <laughs> like, it sucks, but you are at the exact age where judgment is huge and mm-hmm. literally just, like, wearing something weird is <laughs> enough for other kids to just be like, don't talk to that guy. Yeah. Because look at that hat. And that's the only reason they need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, And it's a different one every single day. Yeah. And he spends every single day 
at this toy store. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, and then there's that one like attempted to be sad scene where he's looking out the window at all the other kids that are playing together. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm fine up here, guys. And I was like, you've never tried to speak to anybody this entire movie. Yeah. Like, don't try to act like they're snubbing uh-huh. you. You have done nothing. I mean, yeah. truthfully, they haven't shown us, you know, what his entire life has been like. <laughs> like yeah. He could have asked somebody <laughs> yesterday, but there's no indication of that. I think someone even, like, tells him that, like... Well, he can't make new friends if he doesn't start a conversation. Yeah, but that that was something else that was like, okay, yeah, kids movie, whatever, logic things. But like he apparently was at camp and got brought home early. Mm-hmm. And his mom says something to the effect of like, we brought you home from camp early, but you promised that you would like try to hang out with people and make friends. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I guess it's just that it's like kind of hard. And she's like, well, you have to talk to people and blah, blah, blah. And explaining it to him. And I'm like, if you already made the decision that he was coming home, you've already had this conversation. Yeah. This is a weird place for this conversation to be happening. (laughs) Like you haven't told him this advice yet. If if you've been concerned about this, this should have been the first conversation you had. Seriously. But okay. It's like, I get it, obviously, for the movie's sake. Yeah. Like, and then you have them do this. But in reality, it was like, lady, you got to get on top of this. (laughs) Your kid's going to grow up a recluse. God, and there were so many ridiculous things in that store Mm -hmm. that all I could think of was like, how does he stay in business selling (laughs) this kind of stuff? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the lady who wants the mobile. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, you can have this one, which is literal living fish. Yeah. At least for the time being Until until they die. Yeah. <laughs> until or, they suffocate hanging from there or you dunk them in the bathtub or something. <laughs> or you leave the store and it's the magic is no longer keeping them alive. I mean, I guess. Again, they don't really they don't show that kind of stuff. You know, they yeah. don't show that like a kid takes a toy home and it's no longer magic. So in this world, it's just like, I, who knows? Yeah. But it's like, OK, so you're selling that, which is nonsense. And you, I'm sure you have sold zero of them. Mm hmm. And then it's like, okay, or you could have this one. And it's literal just fish sticks hanging from strings. Yeah. And it's like, at that point, I, as a consumer, I would just be like, is this whole store just fucking with me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I, my son wants something with fish on it, and you're offering me fish sticks on strings? Like, are you deranged? <laughs> and, and like, Mr. Megorium would just be like, what are you fucking about? Like, he would just, like, not understand that you're mad at him. Yeah. And I would leave in a huff if like if I <laughs> was trying to have a conversation with that guy mm-hmm. about something I was concerned about. Like your story is ridiculous and where are the real toys and yeah. what is going on here? And then he would just Where are all the grown-ups? Yeah, like you not included. <laughs> and like there were they had a few moments of like people in the store being a little like, oh, but like never enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or it's like this is this is nonsense you're seeing. Like mm-hmm. it, it's not like a street magician where you're just like, oh, how'd they do that? Yeah. It's like literal impossible stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and like, do these kids not go home and tell their parents about this magic store? I mean And like none of them get interested of like, what is happening at this store that my kid thinks all this shit is going on? Yeah. Like, is he on drugs? if he thinks that there are living fish on mobiles at this store like and and there's a door that you can turn a knob and it changes the room behind the door yeah like no that those sorts of things don't happen son they don't happen (laughs) and then you know the family is destroyed all because (laughs) mcgorm but like I, i don't know it's it's sort of goofy just as a as a concept itself mm-hmm. of like the magical store how does it run how how <laughs> how do you make money like the, the does the store turn normal toys magic you know cuz like there's a point at, towards the end where they clearly show a shelf that has like connects on it yeah and it's like Megorium didn't build those those yeah. came from a factory yeah you know like that came from connects mm mm-hmm. But it's here in the store, and it's like wiggling, and it's, like, it's magical and living now. And it's like, so it, it just like it the, gives life to things when they come into the store. I guess. 
do does it stay with it then forever like i got a connect set like i got a magorium connect set that builds itself and then gets me a drink like mine's way better and it costs exactly the same but it came from the magic store you know what i mean like i have no clue but also just like universe wise (laughs) you have to ask what fucking world are we living in when kermit the frog is shopping at mr magorium's wonder emporium I mean, I don't understand what that was like. Wait a minute. So this, so we're in the the Muppets world. Yeah. Like where Muppets are people. Yeah. And they just live there. And there's nothing weird about it other than like they're famous. Yeah. Because that's the thing is like they don't really explain in that sense because the kids are just like, oh, look. Yeah. And it's like, okay, are you going like, oh, look, a living Muppet? Or are you just going like, look, it's Kermit. He's here at the store. That's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a celebrity here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what it's supposed to be. I, or was it a living Kermit doll that then decided I, to start shopping? I, good Lord. God, that's a rabbit hole I don't want to go down. Oh, man. Like, he wants his own his own life now and wants to leave the store. That's just, does that just spawn infinite Kermits then? If there's, uh, well, (laughs) but again, it depends if there's Kermit's in this world or if Kermit is only a Muppet character on television that's being puppeteered and is made of felt. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I think they actually make reference to being made of felt in their world, too. So that doesn't (laughs) change things. But you know what I mean? It's 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 so strange. And the fact that that is the only like cameo Mm -hmm. is just that's just what makes it so confusing. Yeah. Just I like, just, oh my, what, really? I'm going to go with this is, this movie is just set in the world where the Muppets are people and Kermit was just <laughs> out Kermit shopping. Kermit was shopping for his kids. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I was very confused by that uh, fucking uh, sad sock monkey throughout uh-huh. the movie. Uh-huh. Like, I was just confused. <laughs> I didn't quite understand its obsession with uh, Bateman, with Jason I'm- Bateman. Like, I thought it was going to get explained because I, yeah. I marked it down when it first showed up because it was literally moments after he, like, first arrives in the store mm-hmm. and the little bastard kid stomps on his foot and he just says, happens every time. And I was like, oh, my God, Aww. that sucks. <laughs> like, every time? My God. And then I had to write down Megorium's line because it was just great. The You're exactly the mutant I'm looking for. Yeah. Like, there is something wonderful about that where it's like he doesn't even understand what an accountant is. Mm -hmm. He just knows he needs one, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) And his assumption is that it's a mutant that counts. Yeah. Therefore, accountant. Like, (laughs) so he thinks he's a mutant and he just calls him a mutant and everyone's just cool with it. Mm -hmm. The whole movie, nobody ever really questions it or anything, (laughs) uh, which is hysterical. But it was just like. Okay, so he's here. He's the no fun guy. Mm-hmm. I wrote humorless Henry. Like that's that's his deal here. Mm-hmm. And then as they walk away, the like sock mom- monkey just like sadly reaches to a- for him as he leaves, and then like and, like puts its head <laughs> down. I was just like, oh, that's uh, heartbreaking. What is going on here? Like, why am I being shown this sad sock monkey? <laughs> I don't understand he wanted it. a friend. Well, right, but it seemed very specific to Henry. Because he was standing right there. He's <laughs> just the closest yeah. way. He just imprinted on him. Just yeah. like, bam, best friend. <laughs> best friend, where are you going? <laughs> don't take me with you. Yeah. Uh, and it just it came back so often that I was mm-hmm. like, this must mean something. And then in the end, it's just like just a just a cute hug, yeah. I guess. <laughs> maybe maybe Bateman bought the monkey, the sock <laughs> monkey specifically. I mean, I guess not the lemur. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like I was I wondered what the hell was going on when the wall started turning crazy colors mm-hmm. and everything. I wrote the store is rotting. Yeah. I th- that's what it seemed like. It seemed like it was just like something evil is taking over. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. I was between like the stores, like, yeah, like you said, like something evil and the store like reverting to its non-magical mm. self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I, being I, like a regular. Yeah, like a regular. Brick and mortar building. Exactly. I definitely got that vibe, too, at one point where because it was like. 
when it showed it just being gray because mm-hmm. it there was something about the design of how it like changed it was like that really, yeah it really made it seem like it was like like evil is mm-hmm. oozing but then when they just kind of showed it yeah and it was dark and gray and everything i was like oh yeah maybe it's like that where it's it's just like well once the magic's gone it's just a storefront yeah you know and that's kind of what happens except it's still yeah it's still a toy store it's just like tim burton's toy store (laughs) where everything is black you know what i mean like that's what i thought as soon as like that happened when all the color drained away but all the like goofy shit was still there i was like oh this is very super tim burton Burton right now yeah absolutely (laughs) this was when (laughs) it started to get like way more ridiculous that uh henry didn't realize that it was a magic store you know mm-hmm. like the amount of times that things would happen like things i didn't write any down specifically because <laughs> i didn't think the movie like i didn't think i was gonna need the evidence yeah. to throw in the movie's <laughs> face but it's like there's totally shit that he is there for oh yeah that is magical that he's just and he's ignoring. like well right and he's just like i didn't freaking say anything and then it's like there's the zebra and then it like backs around the corner for no reason, so he can't see it. Mm-hmm. So that's supposed to be the proof that like, oh, he just he's just missing it. Yeah, and it's like no, he's just not using his eyeballs because it's literally all around him all the time. Yep. And for some reason, he doesn't believe it just because they need to have the skeptic yeah. character. <laughs> you know, and it was like he's only spent time in the room with all the receipts. Yeah. <laughs> well, not. Completely true, because he was totally out on the floor the first time he got there. Yeah. And he totally saw magic shit happening. Come oh, on, absolutely. Man. There was just planes, <laughs> like, flying around. Yeah. I get why you have that sort of character, especially when you have, like, a kid in the movie and stuff, where it's like, gee, come on, mister. Mm-hmm. Don't you believe in magic and fun and pretend? And it's like, oh, I don't know, kid. I'm all business, <laughs> and I don't think that way. Like, that was, their whole thing, I felt, was... A lot less interesting yeah, than Mahoney forced. and Megorium. Yeah, it just it felt like the generic kids movie kind of crap. Yeah. He doesn't believe and the kid teaches him the power of magic. I mean, but it wasn't even him. It was Mahoney that did it. Right, right, right. Right at the end. I just meant the kid was the one who was like, hey, we should play checkers. And yeah. you were pretending. You can pretend. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, he, it, he was his little magic buddy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Which was definitely strange and hilarious at the end there <laughs> when uh, when, <laughs> when they're, they're playing in his room. And I loved Bateman in that. Mm-hmm. Him playing the like jester, like super throwing himself into it. Yeah. And, like after the whole movie of being like, mm, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. I'm super serious. I'm wearing a tie all the time. And then to just cut right to that, I thought was great. Uh, but then, like, immediately when his mom came in, it was like, oh, yeah, this is insanely weird. Yeah. And uh, Eric needed to understand. <laughs> he's, he's, it was like, I get that he's like 10. I think they said he was 10, right? Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, he looked more believable as 10 yeah. than Josh Hutcherson <laughs> fucking did last week. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Th- this kid yes. seemed more 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, he uh he should know that like yeah <laughs> hanging out with grown men in his room with the door closed is weird yeah <laughs> uh, and, i mean uh, i guess that's what happens when you hang around megorium all the time yeah you know what i mean where it's just like he he there's no like social norms in that store yeah you know where it's just like i'm just ridiculous <laughs> and uh anything goes and nothing's bad and everything's cool <laughs> like yeah you just don't even notice the weirdness of it but yeah, the kid was just like, you're just uh, like, I didn't feel sad in those moments where they clearly wanted me to. Yeah. Because it was like, dude. He's so easy to pick on. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, <laughs> like, I, I can't help but feel bad. But it's like, it's not even a case of like, I would give him shit. Like, as an adult man, like if I walked <laughs> by a 10 year old kid wearing a sombrero that I'd be like, fuck you. Like, no, not at all. But it's more so the fact that it's like, oh, kid, you got to understand yeah. that this is just, no. Read be the like, room. Yeah, like, it would be like if some kid was like, I decided that I'm going to go first day of junior high in my later hosen. Like, do not do this. You know what I mean? Like, that, yeah. that was how I felt with the kid. And it was like, if he didn't know, you know what I mean? Like, if if we were, if the story started and he was like, 
a new kid somewhere Mm -hmm. and was just like, oh, cool, time to meet my new town and friends and kids. Mm -hmm. But his weirdness got in the way. Then maybe I would have felt a little worse. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, like maybe he's like homeschooled or something. So we didn't understand. Mm -hmm. And now he's going into school and they're making fun of him. He doesn't know why. But in this case, it seems like he's a relatively just normal kid who's been in this town and school mm-hmm. and whatever yep. for a decent amount of time to understand, like you said, how to read the room. <laughs> like yeah. he, he should like, have gotten it by now. <laughs> it's the hats, dude. Yeah, Just... like that's all it is, too. Like as, as far as we know, like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like he might smell, but I, I don't know. This is true. Like, you know what I mean? But in terms of the movie, it's like that really seems like the only reason any of these kids are like, this guy's a weirdo. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know what makes it go down easier for people uh, is if, like, you become friends with them and then you show them the weird shit you like. Yep. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, then there's a better chance of it being like, okay, even if it's weird, I might be on board because I, I like you. Yeah. But if it's like, the way I'm going to get you to like me is with the weird shit I like. That is a terrible tactic. It will fail most times. Especially when it's like a really weird and obscure thing like a hat collection. Yeah. That's not something that you like run into every day. Like someone else with that same obsession. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like, oh, where is the uh, millions of hats club meeting today? Like, there's nobody else. It's just you. Yeah. (laughs) You're the only one in this club. (laughs) But like I said, the best stuff in this movie is Mahoney and Megorium. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natalie Portman and Dustin Hoffman are hysterically adorable together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, they're yeah. they're not at all a romantic couple. It's not even attempted or whatever. It's mm-hmm. clearly just like a mentor and mentee. Is that mm-hmm. a, is that the <laughs> term for so. it? I think so. Um, and they're wonderful together. You know what I mean? Like, she has just enough of, like, okay, I'll deal with your silliness. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Without being too flighty herself. Yeah. You know? So, it's, like, it's good that she sort of does keep him grounded in a way. Mm -hmm. Or it's, like, he literally, it feels like he would just start, like, walking up an invisible staircase into the stratosphere if she didn't stop him. (laughs) You know? Just, like, he would just, like, oh, what's happening? Like, he would just do... Random nonsense all day. Because yeah, he felt she, like it. Exactly. If she didn't like corral him a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was like a fun, a fun situation. And honestly, I was like, this could be a really fun movie. Mm-hmm. The idea of like the magical shop run by the zany man in the hat <laughs> and the normal person who has to try to run this business <laughs> with this <laughs> lunatic boss who won't stop just like creating problems by just doing whatever they feel like all the time with mm-hmm. magic. Just being like, you do not understand how that's going to fuck with our inventory numbers, yeah. man. <laughs> it's just like, but it's fun for the children. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, that would be fucking hilarious yeah. as, as, as like a <laughs> sitcom movie, whatever. Write it, pitch it, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. But in this case, it's obviously, it's played a little bit more like she's into the magic and, and whatnot. Like, she obviously has a feeling for it, you know, with mm-hmm. the, those bouncy balls and everything. Like she knows they're trying to escape. Yeah. You know, and that kind of stuff where she doesn't have like a, what the fuck is all of this yeah. kind of reaction <laughs> to it. But when she finds out that he is like leaving, that his plan is literally just like, yeah, tomorrow I'm just going to go. Yeah. Like they don't really mention death at first. Mm-hmm. It's really all, it's just this talk of like, I'm departing. departing. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, okay, like it, it, that's, I guess, the way that they're going to play it. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, but it's strange to not kind of talk about what this is. Yeah. So I was glad that it it went there eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I loved, and it was like, it 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 raised way more questions, <laughs> um, but at that point you're just kind of in the like fuck it mode. But when she commits him to the hospital for being insane, 
that was like the funniest thing that they could have done. Like that's the funniest turn for I, that story to take. I agree. And like in terms of like creating way more questions, it's like, okay, so nobody believes that this guy is 200 years old and has a magical store. No. So that means that the world just, they just don't, they just ignore it or it just somehow nobody remembers it or like I, magic or whatever. I, like it just raises so, 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 so many questions. But it is absolutely hysterical. Yes. That it's just like, it's just literally just like speak to him for one minute mm-hmm. and you will think this man is a lunatic. Oh, absolutely. If you don't believe in magic, which apparently the world does not. So she can do this. Yeah. But it is so funny <laughs> of him trying to like defend himself and it just being like, it, you're just making it worse. I, I don't know if I have any of the specific lines uh, from that, but I did love his uh, <laughs> where where he's just like, why are you lying like this <laughs> to her? Where, you know, she's like, I don't know what he's talking about. There's no, what was it? I forget. There was something specific that she mentioned that was like, that really made him seem crazy. <laughs> was it something about live about being like 200? Oh yeah, it was. It was about his age. Yeah, she he was said, like, she's like, he says he's 240 years old or something. And he's like, no, 243. You were at my birthday. <laughs> Why are you lying like this? Like, he's, he seems sort of genuinely hurt by it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I also like that he very easily like understands it and does not retain any anger at her for it. You know, mm-hmm. like she commits him. And then when she goes to see him in the hospital later, he's just kind of like. What's going on? Yeah. And they just, and they sort of have a talk about it. And it's not a case of like, mm, you put me in here, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's more chill about it. Like, okay, yeah. what's going on here? We got to talk. Uh, but just that <laughs> concept of like, take the magical nonsense man and have him speak to a real human being <laughs> and get him committed <laughs> to the fucking hospital for that. That is so funny. Like. He's delusional, clearly. <laughs> like, that's brilliant. And so, what's his face? Mutant. Henry. <laughs> he decides, uh, just out of nowhere, sort of, or he's just like, I've been a jerk, so I'm going to run the store for you today. Well, he did have one particularly jerky moment. Oh, yeah, at the hospital, where he was like asking mm-hmm. about like insurance or something. And yeah. she's just like, he's dying. Yeah. And you just care about forms mm-hmm. and all that. That's her big thing about him. Yeah. Oh, he's just all about forms and he's a just guy. Yeah. He's it's a just, just guy. a store. It's just a whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right, he was a bit of a jerk. So he's mm-hmm. he takes over the store for the day. Eric shows up and helps him out. They have a good old fun time. That's what leads to the their weird little yeah. <laughs> veteran party. Um, <laughs> but her and Megorium just go and fuck around for the day. Yeah. Again, it felt a little like try hard of to mm. be quirky where it's like, look, she brought a roll of uh, bubble, bubble wrap so that he can dance on the bubble wrap and mm-hmm. pop it. And oh, it's funny and silly. And it's like, okay, this <laughs> is for jumping like jumping on the beds at the bed store. Yeah. Like this is for babies, but it all, <laughs> it's, it's like, it's pretty decent. At least it's showing the like goodness in Megorium. You know what I mean? Just like the like silly, like find the joy in the tiniest, stupidest things kind of, mm-hmm. kind of vibe that he, <laughs> he brings. <laughs> and I, I did like his like, <laughs> he didn't call it this, but like bucket list sort of thing, or is like, ah, oh, we've done all this great stuff, and like the last thing is just to use a public phone. Yeah, like <laughs> what? Okay, and using it to call the store to talk to Eric and and Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved, <laughs> I loved his line, um, because I just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Or is that he talks to Eric, and he says a few things to him, or I know he says like, oh, like smashing hat yeah even though he can't see him but he knows he's wearing a hat mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but it was the i do wish you'd find some friends yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the fact that that is part of his last words to eric yeah and like it doesn't seem like it necessarily has that sort of impact to him like it doesn't <laughs> seem like eric is like oh my god he used the last words to talk to me <laughs> to tell me to make friends. Holy shit. I should probably <laughs> try to make some fucking friends. Uh, he just seemed like he was kind of like, mm, okay. Yeah, it's like, I guess I should. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah, you, you definitely should. Um, <laughs> but 
that sort of final scene and not of the movie, but like the last scene of their day together, mm-hmm. Megorium and Mahoney, when they're back in the store and he gives that monologue about King Lear. Yes. I was stunned. Mm-hmm. Like truth, like sitting there and watching this movie, I was like, all right, this is kitty nonsense, fun mm-hmm. stuff. Like it's not going to be particularly funny to me. Uh, but it's like decent enough and you know the actors are pretty good and kids not my bag but they really never are so what are you gonna do (laughs) you know and I was expecting to come out of it just being like like I I didn't hate it the way that like a lot of critics apparently did (laughs) the movie got pretty obliterated and the writer director also uh hates it oh and uh had mentioned he called it a technicolor disaster and uh, the the Easter egg about it being in Breaking Bad that Walter's hideout has two copies of Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium for entertainment, and that's it. <laughs> uh, Zach, uh, what was his name? Zach Helm, who made this movie, he's like, that's two more copies than are allowed in my house. <laughs> so like, even he doesn't fucking like this movie. So is, like, is that why the opening is supposedly a film by Zach Helm? Yeah, I wasn't like that. Felt like more just sort of like, uh, silly for the sake of silly, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, maybe in retrospect, <laughs> it has something to do with that. But, like, considering that, like, nobody liked it, I was expecting to be like, fuck this. This was garbage. Yeah. And it was not great, and it was not something I'd necessarily rewatch. But, like, like, just the likability of these people, Mm -hmm. even in somewhat unlikable roles (laughs) or with slightly unlikable lisps, uh, (laughs) like, they still kept me rather engaged. It was like, oh, okay. This is cute. Like, I honestly did enjoy Natalie Portman's, like, bits with the piano, you know, mm-hmm. and I loved her sort of just, like, playing mm-hmm. on the subway and everything. Like, th- those sorts of moments were really nice, you yeah. know, and, and like, uh, just, like, gave a little bit more than a typical mm-hmm. little kid's movie would. But overall, I was expecting to be, like, like <laughs> super middle, you know, yeah. like, this was fine and not having anything really great in it yeah but i honestly think that that monologue is great yeah like i would 100 i'm sure it's on youtube i would 100 mm-hmm. percent suggest if you watch nothing else yeah like you do not have to watch the whole movie yeah. but just mr Megorium's king lear monologue mm-hmm. is fucking awesome that was yeah. such a good scene and him talking to Mahoney about her life and, you know, all of her potential and what she should do and all that kind of stuff. Ending it with that line of your life is an occasion rise to it. Mm-hmm. I was like, that is a fucking great line. Like, truthfully, just <laughs> mm-hmm. like movies in general. Like, that's something that like you would hear that and you'd think like. Uh, Dead Poet Society? Yeah. Was it from that? Or maybe like Jerry Maguire or something? I don't know. Something like that. And it's like, no, 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 no. Mr. Macorium's <laughs> Wonder Emporium. Uh, super surprised, but it was just like, God yeah. damn, that's actually awesome. <laughs> and I, and I kind of really dug that. Uh, <laughs> looking through these notes, though. I thought um, he was going to hang himself. Oh, my God. Why? <laughs> <laughs> That's that seems like it comes out of nowhere. I don't remember the scene. Well, like, does he get up on a chair or something? Literally, the next note <laughs> after I wrote the, my note about your life as an occasion rise to it is: yeah. Is he going to hang? <laughs> is he going to hang himself? <laughs> Why did he grab a stool? Because he did. He grabbed a stool and then started walking off to like the middle of the room. I was like, what? This got real dark real quick. Oh man. Oh, that is absolutely hysterical. I did not I did not catch that. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that's that's absolutely hysterical. Um, but this just looking through my notes, I've just I had forgotten so many of the like little little bits to it. Uh <laughs> But the fact that uh, her taking over the store is a surprise 
Yeah. Like that he sort of just like springs on her the day it's a the, surprise. Yeah, the day before he's going to leave. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down surprise a huge burden for you in the form <laughs> of a ridiculous magical store. Like I hope you're ready for this to be your entire life tomorrow. Yeah. Because I'm out of here and I don't care how that affects you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that that sort of reasoning. Mm-hmm. Though like what you mentioned, the whole like, if I had told you, it wouldn't have been a surprise. Yeah. Like that sort of child mentality is why it would be so fucking funny to have that like the like trying to run the business with the lunatic sort of thing where it's like you don't surprise people with that. Oh my god, there's so many forms. There's so many things that need to get done. Does she even want it? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> like that's I feel like that to make it funnier, that should have been what Bateman's character was. Yeah. Someone who's just like, what are you doing? Is <laughs> he winds up just being like, I didn't even notice the magic. Yeah. Until the very end of the movie. But like <laughs> someone just like losing it because <laughs> this dude won't run his business like a normal human would be hysterical. So she winds up, I mean, he dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I wrote Andy's dead and the zebra is there. Which I did like. Like it was it was a little strange to me because the way that the scene played out, I was like, okay, so he like he just like becomes one with the universe or some shit, right? He just yeah. like flies away or something or like turns to nothingness. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to his headstone. Yeah. And I was like, was there a corpse? Yeah. Like, was there a dead 240-year-old Megorium corpse that they put in a box and buried in the ground? Or is that just is mm-hmm. that just for show? Like, yeah. this is the memorial for Megorium wherever he went. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't know, but it I, seems like there was a body. Yeah. There, that was, uh, the yes, those were my questions as well. <laughs> like, There's super a gravestone? strange. What the fuck happened to him? How was there a body to bury? Yeah. Like, but, like, imagining that, imagine it just being like, I am going to depart now and just being like, okay. And like leaving the room and then him like sitting down to do all that craziness. And like, you know, the world turns to stars around him and like, Oh, and it's mm-hmm. and then and then seeing it from fucking Mahoney's point of view on the other side of the door and you just hear the like, Oh my God. <laughs> and like he, That was what he saw yeah. was the stars part. But it, mm-hmm. once the spirit left, <laughs> the body's still there. It didn't yeah. disappear. <laughs> that would be horrifying to have to find. Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Again, another thing of this month of just being like, not what I thought the movie was going to have me think about. Yeah. Like, was there a Megorium corpse in that room that had to be dealt with? Like, did did it did <laughs> did EMTs or like paramedics or whatever have to walk through? That zany <laughs> toy, toy store <laughs> to get to him to like put him away and take him out. out. Yeah, the and then back slowly back. wheel him out as like all the toys are like. Rah, 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 rah. No, the toys were. I mean, oh, that's the, right. They were already sad. They they had to have been great at that point. The moment he dropped, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but just like to have to get him out of a toy store is just so strange. Um, and yeah, not what I uh, expected. Um, and then the block of wood that Megorium gave her at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. that has done nothing the whole movie finally does something when she like defends the store's magic. Yeah. Like essentially defends the store's honor mm-hmm. against Henry, who still doesn't believe that it's magic. He worked yeah. there all day. Yep. And he did not notice anything magic at all, apparently. But like he is like, you really think this is magic? And she's Mm -hmm. like, yes. Mm -hmm. And then it like, like flips over and he's like, holy shit. And then has her, you know, say it again and it moves again. And then she notices it and they keep like telling it to go like, you should go. Let's let's do this. You can do it. Yeah. Like giving it a pep talk and acting very Megorium ish. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it like flies around the room and everything's all zany and whatnot. And then uh, Henry passes out. Yeah. (laughs) Like it like flies right in front of his face and is like spinning super hard right in front of him. (laughs) And like, I guess he just gets overwhelmed (laughs) and he passes out and falls over. Yeah. I do not understand at all what happened in this last chapter. Do you? Uh, No. Because this was like the most confusing thing in the world. Because like every single, like every like, like 20 minutes or so. 
that was like, and now this chapter is called Derp to the Derp Derp Derp. Like, it's yeah. like, whatever. I don't care. This doesn't matter. This movie would have been better without those little interstitials, but that's just me. Uh, <laughs> but the last one, it was like playing tricks on the mutant or something like yeah. that. And so he wakes up. Mm-hmm. After having witnessed the magic thing flying around and like bringing color back to the store. Yeah. And then it flies in front of his face and he passes out. <laughs> so he wakes up afterwards in the store on the floor. Yes. And he goes to Mahoney and he's just like, oh my God, that was insane. She's like, what? She is wearing a different outfit. Right. But like, <laughs> it's just the fact that he's just like the thing. Yeah. With the with, with the, the block. Yeah, yeah. The cube that was flying around the store and everything. It was super crazy. And she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I, I wrote down, I was just like, wait, did she forget about the cube? <laughs> like, cause at first I was like, okay, she, the, the, the title of this chapter was like playing tricks on the mutant. So I was like, okay, so she's like fucking with him. Like she's pretending like she didn't know. Like, she's like, what do you mean? There's no magic. Yeah. And then they were going to like pull the rug out from under room and be like, look at all this magic <laughs> or something like that. I was like, is that, like the big ending, like reveal of like, and all the magic is here or something like that. But it seems like she forgot. Yeah. And needed Henry to tell her that it happened in order for her <laughs> to believe hard enough so that she could start conducting magic all over the store. You know what I mean? Like it really felt like she had no idea. Yeah. And needed him to remind her. And at no point is it ever shown like, wink, wink, we were fucking with him. Or, I I mean, the only other explanation would be Henry passed out in the store for a different reason and dreamt that whole sequence. (laughs) I mean, I guess, but that is absolutely not implied. No. Like, they they don't, there's never a dream sequence thing that is set up at any point. So, (laughs) I would... I'm, I would say no. I was stretching. <laughs> but that was like really the most confusing part of it. I was just like, what even happened here at the end? Like, I didn't understand. <laughs> like, it just really felt to me like, why even have the him passing out and then waking up the next day and then reiterating it to her that it's magic? You know what I mean? It's like, why not just have the cube come to life and then she gets magic and she turns the store good? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's or, like all that happens in between is that he passes out and then confusing things about who knows what. Yeah. And then she does the like conducting of all the magic and the mm-hmm. store comes back to life. And it's like, just have her do that. Yeah. Why all this rigmarole with fucking passing out for no reason? And I, it just it confused the hell out of me. Yeah. But um, I will say that her magic conducting face was adorable. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's clear that it's just like... <sighs> Computers are going to put magic shit all over the place. So mm-hmm. just you have to like conduct it and look like amazed <laughs> while you're doing it. And it's like it, it seems it's like a little bit silly. Yeah. Like a little bit of like you did. You had no idea what this was going to look like. So you yeah. just had to kind of like. <laughs> but it's there is something also adorable about it where it's like she looks thrilled yeah it's super fun and it's a great like feel good ending to mm-hmm. the movie where it's like okay she is gonna take over the emporium mm-hmm. and she loves it and believes in it and everything's great and uh i mean eric doesn't really learn anything <laughs> like yeah. he doesn't have any he doesn't have any more friends at the end of the movie other than an adult man. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he still has to work on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but overall, like I had mentioned, was expecting it to be trash. <laughs> and that one fucking scene, though, mm-hmm. that is that is top notch. Like it's I'll, I'll say it's kind of worth it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe not in terms of like sitting and watching it Mm -hmm. but like it existing in the world you know what i mean it's like we have the ability to go to youtube and watch that one scene yeah and that one monologue completely out of context without having to watch the rest of the movie and that's (laughs) awesome and that's worth this not great kids movie existing in the first place (laughs) like it's got a tiny little thing that you can kind of carve out Mm -hmm. and watch on its own (laughs) 
oh, and then the sock monkey gets his hug. Yes. At the end. And yes. that that was actually one of my favorite things because like the cut away to me was what was so, so funny. Because it's like Bateman standing in front of that wall of toys. Mm-hmm. And then the tiny little sock monkey like reaching out and like, like hugging <laughs> on him. And him being like, oh, look at you down there. And like playing with it and like looking up at Mahoney or whoever, like, like giving a face like, oh, look at this. <laughs> and then all the other toys on the wall start sort of like grabbing at him and it's kind of like oh god and then it just cuts away from him and it's like oh jesus what happened like is like he looked just kind of like oh we'll see yeah. like it's just like, some oh, toys all the toys are hugging on me yeah like this could be okay but it could end horribly <laughs> like i'm not I'm sure hug your face yeah <laughs> but like that i thought was a great cut away like it wasn't like he knew it was safe. Mm-hmm. It cuts away before you're sure <laughs> what all the toys' intentions are. Like, that sock monkey has wanted a hug. Yeah. I don't know what these other guys want. <laughs> and without Megorium around to keep him in line, yeah. who knows? <laughs> but uh, I think that is going to wrap it up for uh, for popcorn for dinner for this week. Got one more week in Kids Movie Month coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be the craziest movie yet. Uh, we really don't know anything about it. Yeah. But it's one of those things where you just sort of assume the older a kid's movie is, the fucking weirder it's going to be. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so we're kind of banking on this. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will see uh, how this last week goes. But uh, for this week, this is Jeff and Kelly. I may return as a bumblebee. Bumblebee.